Today is the feast of Saint Padre Pio. Saint Padre Pio was God's response to the silliness of his time. Saint Padre Pio died in 1968. There was a lot of silliness back then. And as a matter of fact, if you want to kind of get an understanding of some of the silliness back then, just read the popular theologians of the time. They were popular at the time, but they're forgotten today. But there was a lot of kind of, you know, so-called progressive ideas going around. First of all, there was just a lot of people, they, they, they just stopped believing in God. They thought science has all the answers, we've become more sophisticated, God, religion, that's just kind of a, a man-made thing. Well, look at St. Padre Pio's life and tell me there is no God. I mean, the supernatural, the phenomena, the power of God and so on. Again, you don't believe in God? Study the life of St. Padre Pio and tell me if there is no God. At the time, too, there was a lot of people saying, oh, we need to stop looking at the cross and the suffering and focusing on suffering. We need to focus, you know, more on the resurrection. Now, listen, we should focus on the resurrection. I probably say alleluia more than anyone else. But we can't lose sight of the cross. Christ crucified. That's who won our, our salvation. It was won on the cross. And also, redemptive suffering. Brothers and sisters, we all suffer. Life is tough. We have heartaches and tragedies and, 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 and difficulties. Suffering is part of the reality, including us embracing our crosses as redemptive suffering. We can't lose sight of the wounds of Christ. And St. Padre Pio, boy, did he remind us of Christ crucified and his wounds and the need to suffer with the Lord Jesus, redemptive suffering. Again, at the time too, and almost to this day, you'll hear fairly prominent leaders in the church say, well, there's no devil the devil, that's just some man-made-up symbol. You know, there's no devil. Well, St. Padre Peel, he fought with the devil. Took a beating sometimes from the devil. You know, you hear the stories. He wrestled with the devil. He knew the devil was real. Don't let anyone, don't let anyone tell you the devil's not real. He's real. He's nowhere near as powerful is, as our God, God our Father. God is infinitely more powerful than the devil, but the devil's real. So at the time, too, and again, up until recently, you'll hear theologians saying, oh, angels. There's no such thing as angels. You know, angels don't, I've, I've heard, you know, a, a theologian right across the table from me, fairly well-known biblical scholar, say there's no such thing as angels. Well, St. Paul de Pio, talking to his guardian angel all the time. He would tell his directees in far-off countries, listen, if you need anything, just send your guardian angel to my guardian angel. No, angels, of course they're real. They're in Scripture. Even the rosary. Again, at the time, and, and you, you might not be aware of this, but there was a time where so many, including people in the church, were saying, oh, we're done with the rosary, this useless repetition. That's for superstitious, uneducated peasants. Well, guess what? St. Padre Pio paid, prayed the rosary all the time. He called it his weapon. The rosary is important. We should pray the rosary. There was, at the time, too, there was this movement where people were questioning, like, okay, well, what's the role of a priest? 
What's the point of a priest? You know, and there was this movement that priests should be doing social action. They should be doing actual practical stuff to help people, not just these rituals, you know, mass and confessions, these, these, these rituals. Well, guess what? They're not rituals, divinely instituted sacraments. And again, St. Padre Pio, the crowds came to his early morning mass and experienced the power of God. They went to him for a confession. Again, the power and anointing of God was upon him because he was a light to show an unbelieving world that yes, the holy sacrifice of the mass is a divinely instituted sacrament. It's heaven come down to earth. And when you go to confession, it's not just some man forgiving your sins. It's the Lord Jesus himself forgiving the sins through the divinely instituted sacrament of reconciliation. That's what it is. It's not some man-made idea. I think that was my last point. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, is even in our day, like I think to myself, like what would St. Padre Peel think about... Again, this renewed movement that, oh, we should have women priests. You know, why don't we have women priests? You know, it's not fair that women aren't priests. Now listen, you know, also deacons. We had a beautiful ordination. Uh, Six men ordained to the diaconate just the other night. And some people, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, we should have women deacons as a first step, of course, to women priests. And some people say, you know, women would do just as good a job as deacons as men do. And I don't agree with that. I don't think women would do just as good a job. They'd probably do a better job. You know? women, women, women are wonderful. They're so, they're so sensible you know, and, 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 and organized and often more diplomatic and all that. No one is saying that women couldn't do a better job fulfilling that role, but that's not the point. The point is, it's a divinely instituted institution. In some mysterious way, the priest is in persona Christi. He represents Christ the bridegroom. And we do believe in the theology of the body, the mystery of man, the mystery of woman. So it's not up to us to decide how the priesthood should be. I mean, it's okay for us to, you know, do theological research and historical research and all that. But it's, it's, it's... it, to me, there's an element of pride in just being able to assume, well, you know, women should be priests. Like, what, what, what's wrong with the church? And very interesting, too, St. Catherine of Siena, the most powerful person in the church in her time, ball of fire. She preached to the cardinals, she preached to the pope. Was she saying that women should be priests? No. St. Therese of Lisieux, this great holy woman of God, was she suggesting that women should be priests? No. St. Mother Teresa, probably the most influential Catholic in the world during her time, was she suggesting that women should be priests? No. Why? Because they understood the reality of the sacraments as divinely instituted these sacraments. And, and, and they respect that. And very interesting too. Notice that the orders of religious sisters, where all the sisters felt they should be priests, how quickly they dwindled and some of them disappeared. Did you notice that? And notice how the uh, religious communities of sisters, where the sisters like St. Mother Teresa 
And Mother Angelica, the sisters are saying, we don't want to be priests. We want to be holy brides of Christ. Notice how those communities, any of you sisters want to be priests? Not one. <laughs> See how this community is growing? They want to be brides of the Lord Jesus. Very interesting. And so again, St. Padre Pio, he was a light in his time. And I believe to this day, we can look to him for, for clarity and common sense. There's always silliness in every time, including our time, and we should pray to Saint Padre Pio to help us to stay on the right track, to keep our eyes on him who was pierced so that we could have eternal life.